long run was actually a marathon and you, you're gonna call me crazy again me and my friend that were doing the 60k ultra decided we're like when we're gonna do plan this like our long run for the training block and he came with the idea why not do a marathon 42k's around the track and i was just like i like crazy i am crazy i was like yeah let's knock it in let's just do a marathon around the track Hello and welcome back to The Big Run. Today's guest found running in a strict lockdown in Melbourne, Australia in 2020. Having been a football player for 18 years, he had an aerobic engine and quickly went from a few K every day to taking part in a 60K ultra a year later. A running cult member for Satisfy Running, an Arcteryx ambassador, AMPM Run Club member and employee at the beloved Melbourne boutique up there, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm delighted to welcome Kevin Cruz. Kev, thank you so much for, for coming on The Big Run. Really, really excited to, to jump in, find out more about you, your running story and, and what the scene is in Australia. And I'm grateful for you for, for joining me in the future almost, sort of 10 hours ahead in, in Melbourne, <laughs> Australia, sort of in your evening. It's sort of only just coming to the end of the morning here in the UK. And prior to prior to us having this conversation, you sent through some some bits of information about your kind of running story. And as someone who was a sort of self-confessed kind of late adopter to running, if I'd mm. if I'd sort of asked you uh, maybe back in like, I don't know, 2015, hey Kev, do you want to come for a tempo run? We're gonna do two miles easy four miles at threshold and then sort of a two mile cool down. What would have been your reaction then prior to 2020? Um, <laughs> I, would have, I, would have, I would have laughed straight away and I would have been uh, saying, are you joking? Uh, is this a joke? Uh, yeah, I, I think I would, I would just laugh. I guess the whole time I'd be like, surely this is a joke. There's no chance of me. I can you know, do this or run in that sort of speed or just run in general, I guess. <laughs> So what had been your relationship to running then prior to you kind of finding it in, in lockdown? Um, prior before that, I did play soccer. So I did have a soccer background, um, played for 18 years. Um, but after, like I dropped pretty early just because um, it wasn't for me. But I feel like that fitness kind of still lingered around. But even then, like I, I didn't run as much after I stopped playing um, soccer. But you had 18 years, 18 years. That's... I mean, that's a good chunk yeah. of time to build a real kind of solid aerobic kind of engine, though. Yeah, it did help. I've, I think uh, a lot of my uh, coaches that I had when I was playing soccer said I uh, had good stamina. So I think that was a good perks that I have with me still now. Um, you know, it lasted the full 90 minutes without, you know, being super, super like fatigued or tired. Um, I think that was the only perk I had while playing soccer is the, the stamina and the endurance I had. Mm, I, well, I, well, we'll come on to your kind of running journey, but I'm already starting to connect the dots to the kind of distances that you've found yourself doing, in particular your first mm. race. But we'll we'll come to that. So, so how did it how did it start for you then? Were you were you part of the kind of lockdown generation that sort of discovered running during that crazy year that was 2020? Yep, of course. I'll I'll say I'll put myself into that running generation where. You know the the knockdowns that we had in uh, uh, Melbourne, especially in Australia too, was pretty strict that we had. Mm. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of people that can relate to me, uh, to myself. Yes, um, you know we couldn't when it had like an hour to exercise to get outside. I guess it was pretty pretty crazy. Mm. So you know you had to make the most of it. Um, you know at times I'd just go for a walk, but and then you know later on I was like I should be doing more. Um, so, you know, go for a jog or go for like a little, 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 you know, little run around, run around the park. Um, but yeah, I did find myself like I needed to do something, not like, you know, stay indoors and be in your little room or like doing nothing, I guess. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty, pretty tricky and hard, I would say. And so how did it, so how did you sort of cultivate the, like the first time out, was it like, this feels weird. Like, uh, uh, I'm enjoying this. Like what, where did that sort of impetus for you to kind of pursue? Like, when did you sort of notice that it was becoming a bit of a thing? I suppose is what I'm asking. I would say it would be my third sort of run. Mm. I remember the first run I did, I was just like, you know, I, know, I just want to get out and about, I did like three Ks. Um, and the second time I went for a run, I did like four Ks. And then the third one, I was like, I did four or five, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And I, then I, after that, I was just like, 
I feel like this is a thing now. Um, I just like I gotta keep going every day. Just go out there, even that didn't matter the K's or the pace. Three or four, four or five K's was like the ones I was doing. But at the same time, I was enjoying it. Mm. And like every morning, I wake up, have breakfast, and I'll go for a run. Um, that was my routine every day, and I come back, have my you know my food and water and stuff, and then repeat that again every day. So it started like being in my life, I would say. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was, it felt good though. I felt pretty healthy and just like feeling good about myself. Mm, did it sort did you think like, obviously no one was willing for kind of COVID to come, but it, it came, but did you feel like it had come at the right sort of time? Were you in a sort of headspace where you were like, I'm ready to kind of, kind of give myself over to this thing or was it, was it just purely a product of circumstance? Um, I feel like, yeah, a bit of both. I said, I'll say like, yeah, and like, yeah, it was pretty hard because I was, I was still working like that, that, which I'm grateful for at the time of the lockdown, um, you know, cause a lot of people did lose their jobs during that time. But so I still got out and about and, you know, um, spoke to people and stuff, but I feel like still even like having your days off or like, you know, to not ever go outside and like communicate with people, hang out with your friends. Um, that's when it was like, I feel like you needed to go out there for a run and I feel like mental health that especially helped a lot, just heading out for a run and just making your mind cleary, uh, clear, I guess. Mm. Um, and not just like, you know, linger around and saying like, oh my God, I need to do something or I'm hating my life sort of type thing. But I feel like the run did help my mental health for sure during the COVID period. And you say work then, was that was that up there then? Was that the the store that you were working at whilst whilst this was all happening or was it, did that come later? No, I was, I was working at there. I was still there. So I was still, in, I was still working for there. So during that time, uh, it was pretty hectic for us too, because it was like, the, uh, you know, everyone, every retail store, I think or everyone would have been like, what is the next sort of step? Because everyone didn't know what was, was happening, I guess. Um, so it was pretty crazy and wild time during that time. But we slowly, you know, understood and picked it up. Um, so every day we just go in, I guess, you know, pack orders and emails and get delivery and stuff like that so it was like you know similar stuff but without customers pretty much that's a really interesting thing i think and i think that's that's something i think obviously hindsight is a glorious glorious thing but at the time when no one really knew how this thing was going to pan out for someone working within the the kind of retail space and you know someone with a, a physical store and for people who don't know up there is this kind of boutique menswear store kind of highly regarded sort of a uh, a curity place of of you know various fashion brands. I don't have the kind of fashion sort of uh, lexicon terminology to to quite articulate, but it's it's a well regarded shop um, for for all your menswear needs. But was there a time like when when it was first happening, like within the store, where you were like, oh, do we just get rid of the physical space? Do we go completely online, like, or do we do we hold our nerve? Like, is is the kind of loyalty there with the customers that they're going to stay? Like. Was that were there were there crisis talks like when it was when the kind of pandemic was really starting to kind of blow up, so to speak? Uh, I think there was. Uh, I remember the, when the bosses, um, you know, uh, everyone, I guess, knew what was what was happening with the COVID and stuff, and the uh, you know announcement of the knockdowns that were happening in Melbourne, Australia. Um, there was like you know meetings and stuff with us and the, with the bosses and stuff, you know, telling us like what's the next stage and like what's going to happen with the future of the of their business, I guess, and us, you know, uh, you know, as a staff um, point of view. Um, so, they, you know, we're all, I guess, scared and worried, like, what is the next stage? Like, yeah, like you said, it's, you know, is the business going to go away or other brands are going to stop sending stuff out or this, that. So we didn't have like a clear situation at the point because it was at the beginning. But mm-hmm. I feel like later on, they had an understanding like, all right, we, we still can do this. Um, you know, we, there'll be like some cut, cuts and losses, I guess, because you know, having a business without no customers, it's pretty, pretty big, yeah. like, you know, customers coming in, it is the main point of having a physical store. But I feel like it, it just all planned out at that time, because um, we just launched, our, we had a we had an old website, which wasn't the best, but uh, lucky we launched it at the time where the knockdown did happen. Mm. Um, and I feel like that helped us like, like, be super popular during COVID, which it's pretty wild saying that, um, you know, some business were lucky, some weren't, which is like, you know, it kind of sucked. Um, but I feel like the update store just like, it just went, it just went crazy. Like the amount of um, online orders we were doing, uh, which we're all grateful for. Cause you know, that means the customers were, um, you know, actually supporting us. Um, so we were super grateful when we were just getting all these orders and 
you know, worldwide too. It wasn't, you know, just Australia. So mm. it was pretty, pretty crazy. Worldwide shipping is available if you are keen. Well, we'll, we'll pop yes, some links in is. for a <laughs> little up there, sort of plug there. We'll, we'll, we'll pop some links in there in, in the yeah, show notes if people want to check it out. <laughs> worldwide shipping available. Um, as, I mean, handy as well to have that sort of the web infrastructure kind of built in so that you could have the the online order. So where was the, was up there athletics established then? Or was that something that was born out of lockdown to add the running, the sort of running strand to the store? Or, or was that? already established um that so up there first was talk, yeah was actually talking between the lockdown so 2020 uh-huh. um that's when the boys uh the bosses and stuff were talking about you know opening the athletics running store mm. um so i was glad i was you know i was you know hearing the conversations about you know we this is going to be the next sort of stage of up there store with a boutique shop where you know planning to open the actual like a running store a physical store Mm. um so that whole time was like a full plan of you know coming up with the name um you know what brands are we gonna you know they're gonna we're gonna stock and um where's the physical store gonna be so all like you know pretty much starting a business uh from scratch mm. uh, but lucky we had the update store boutique on our side so you know those customers can come to the actual update athletic store um so yeah so they brought over um the uh his name is um Patrick uh, Monty. Mm-hmm. So he's like the brand um, brand director. Yeah, brand, brand director. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's been with the guys for a while, but then he jumped on for the athletics part. So he's like the main guy for the update athletics. But um, I just, you know, that's when the time when I was like starting running too. So I was new to the running world. And do you think they'd seen like, it's just curious to see that sort of, I feel like that's that's been a bit of a trend sort of, off the, the the kind of ripple effects of the of lockdown within the kind of running world is that this whole new sort of section of people who perhaps hadn't considered running that sort of as a thing that spoke to them like I probably class you within that that category sort of suddenly discovered it and people from maybe um, from backgrounds that pr- traditionally maybe hadn't considered running as a thing they'd enjoy kind of all, all of a sudden came into the sport and then there was this whole new um i don't know like look and feel for how running was being sort of presented and kind of interpreted and stuff like that do you think they'd sort of the kind of the head honchos are up there had seen that and think and thought okay there is there's an argument here for us to have up there athletics like there's there's a there's a different group of people who who want these kind of these brands that aren't perhaps the, the the sort of the mainstays? They're a little bit more left field. Who are doing something a little bit different? Like I'm thinking of brands like you know like Satisfy and and Saw mm. and stuff like that. Like, do you think they'd spotted that trend as well? Yeah, hundred um, percent. I know the bosses quite well. Like you know, we're all like pretty much a family. Um, we're like still a small business. So I'll say like we are like a little small little family up there. Um, so. I know the guys, they know like what is the next sort of trend. So I think they, they did see that they saw like the running was like the next sort of like phase into this like generation as like now. Um, so I feel like they had a good eye and they were, I guess it was the right sort of time, you know, opening a, a running shop with these brands, like these exclusive sort of brands that no one has heard of as well. I guess they were, you know, it was, they were still kind of brand new, but there was like certain people that knew the brands, not yeah, a lot of people. Mm. Um, so it's like similar, like, uh, with up their store, the brands that we have is brands that not much people have heard of, but if you know, like it's, you know, the brand. Um, so I feel like they understood the sort of pattern of like opening this athletic shop with these amazing brands, like global brands, like satisfy, you know, dish vision, um, saw mm. all these brands that people are like, what is this brand? Like, it doesn't make sense. It's not, you know, your regular, like Nike, New Balance, Adidas you know, um, sort of brands, it's like these next level, like brands, which is like, it's amazing to see, I guess now it's like super popular now compared to like during the knockdown or COVID period, it was pretty small, but now it's, it's, I think like it's still growing. Mm. And it's that sweet spot, isn't it? Of like, like you say, like, if you know, if you know, you know, but like there's yeah. this, this, this pocket that they kind of exist in where they, yeah, they sort of, they haven't quite crossed fully over but it's that they sort of toe that that fine line i mean is there a point where a brand can a brand go too far 
and like cross over and then become saturated and then all of a sudden it kind of loses its appeal or kind of brand kind of pull back if they do do that i don't know like as someone who works within that space like from a kind of curatorial kind of point of view like can brands over like overstay their welcome and become like saturated or is there is there a way for them to kind of pull back and still sort of retain an element of that kind of mystique yeah. and cool that's yeah, that's a good that's a good question i think yeah um there's, there's there's brands out there that you know that dedicate themselves as being you know super exclusive then it's in certain sort of stores or locations or you know there's some brands out there that don't even they sell it in stock leases they're just doing themselves online or their little physical store out in their i guess country or or, or whatever so but yeah there is other brands out there i guess you know that just want to be in the mainstream sort of thing like similar to like nike global like you know adidas and stuff you know they want to sell it everywhere Mm -hmm. um which i guess some people might see that as like a turnoff i'll say like they'd be like oh this brand is mainstream i don't want to wear it but then there's other there's some customers that you know would buy it just because it's they see how big it is and how popular it is but it's just like it's like 50 50 sort of thing i think some people want that exclu exclusive sort of feel of like yeah this brand is like if you know you know but some people out there it's like you know i'm just gonna wear it because I just saw it online or saw it somewhat, some person wearing it. So, mm, yeah. 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 It's interesting, isn't it? That sort of, I think it's, it's, it's just a different way of expressing yourself, isn't it? And like that mm. it, you want the, your style to be an expression of sort of almost how, how, I don't know how you sort of um, identify as a runner. And I think people, some people like to feel that, yeah, I, what I'm wearing is something that you're not you're not going to see everywhere and it's going to be it's yeah. going to maybe be more of a thing but maybe there's comfort sometimes for for other people in in a brand that's massively subscribed and, and massively popular there's 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 um yeah there's security almost in wearing that but i digress this is not a uh, podcast about brands well maybe it is a little <laughs> bit but i just find that i just find yeah. it interesting those those brands but like let's come back to your running journey because what i am curious about from the kind of yep. the kind of pointers you sent through you started in 2020 and then your first ever race in 2021 so a year later was a 60k ultra the great ocean road marathon and you did pretty damn well for your first ever race so how was that progression like what was that progression from you know a couple of k's here and there keeping up that consistency you know finding that kind of nice routine to diving into a 60k ultra and doing pretty damn well yeah um i think it, yeah it's a wild uh, every time i look back at that i always like pin for stuff i'm like that is a crazy thing to do i guess um, <laughs> yeah. when i tell a lot of people that they say the same thing it's like you are you are a psycho you're crazy for doing that as your first official sort of race even like at the time I signed up and telling everyone, everyone's like, are you serious? You'd, but you've never done a marathon or you've never done a half a marathon or even like, you know, five or 10K like time trials. Um, but I don't know, I just, I just, I just went in the full 60Ks because I don't know, I just like something about the long distance like pulled me in. What, what um, was it about it? Yeah. What was it about that it pulled you in? You said you, you're still trying to figure it out. Have you got any closer to what that was? What was, what was the pull? Cause I think for a lot of people when they're starting out, even a marathon feels like, Oh gosh, that, you know, when you mm. finished your first half marathon, often the first thing that comes into your head is like, well, how the hell would I run another one of those for a marathon? Like mm. what was it about the 60 K that pulled you in? I don't, I think, I think it's just more of like the mental, I guess, just like I'm fascinated with like how, your body or your mind reacts where I doing like sort of like, you know, standing up or, you know, running or walking a long period of time. Like I sh I'm just fascinated, like how much your body and mind can take. Mm -hmm. I think I'm, I'm still trying to figure out like how, what, what's the right way to say it, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just fascinated, like how much I can push my mind and body at the same time. Like when is, when is like a, a limit that's just going to be like, not. Nah, this is this is this is bad or something but i don't know i'm just very interested of like this long distance um sort of thing that everyone calls like you know ultra marathon and stuff but i don't know i just find it very fascinating still and I, I love it why does I, it I why do you why does you find why do you find it intriguing where do you think that compulsion for you comes from to to keep get pushing and like keep scratching that itch of like how much more can i kind of endure can you trace that back at all um yeah it is a, it is a tricky question because like even i haven't like figured it out yet 
mm-hmm. myself, even though, you know, the races that I've been doing, but like, I don't know, it's just there's something about it um, that intrigues me. Um, it just, it's like a full rush, I guess, you know, like your mind plays tricks with you like doing a mid, you know, during a mid racing, during those like long distance runs, like your body is just like, you know, sometimes like wants to give up, but then you find this like little trigger point in your mind saying, no, you're not, you're pushing on and you're going to finish this. Um, so it's pretty interesting, I guess, your mind can switch on and off. Um, mm. You know, one mind be like, yeah, you know, you're, this is it, stop now. But then like five, like two couple of minutes later, you'll be like, no, nah, let's go, we're pushing on. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, I'm trying to figure it out what it is but hopefully i do figure it out soon no i well i think hey i think you gave yourself a good a good kind of explanation there i feel like i think people listening can kind of chime with that and maybe not at that sort of scale myself i've never gone as far as as 60k but i can certainly relate to that feeling of being i mean even this morning you know we i scheduled this call and i was like oh could i do it after 11 purely selfishly so i could get my long run in you know mindful yeah. of the fact that it's eating into the the remnants of your your weekend over in australia but even this morning 3 miles in ah oh, uh, tired exhausted tired. can't be asked like i've got another i was only doing 15 miles i've got another 30 and this is going to be an absolute grind i'm going to hate every second of it yeah 6 miles later flying like absolutely flying loving it absolutely loving it like really lovely rhythm cruising and exactly how you articulated it then kevin of just that switch of your body being like oh no okay i can find something and i think that is that's a very compelling offer for for anyone i think and that would definitely keep anyone coming back so yeah so talk us through talk us through the 60k then so you hadn't done a you hadn't done a half you hadn't done a marathon but you were going to go for the 60k so how far did you go how far did you go in training? Like how far, like what was your longest run? Um, longest run was actually a marathon. Um, okay. and you, you're going to call me crazy again. Um, me and my friend that were doing the 60 K ultra, uh, decided we're like, when we're going to do plan this, like our long run for the training block. And he came with an idea saying, why not do a marathon 42 Ks around the track? Oh my God. Um, I was just like, <laughs> I like crazy. I am crazy. I was like, yeah, let's knock it in. Let's just do a marathon around the track. Um, so just, that was the longest distance that we'd done in the training block was, was a marathon. So I technically did a marathon, but it was an unofficial one. It was just like a long run, but we did it around the track. So it was 106 laps. Um, oh. Yeah. Yeah, which was which is crazy, which everyone still with this to his day, causing psycho doing that, like 106 lap in the early morning. Trying to just like smash our long run in, or like going in circles. Oh my god, oh, that's wild! Like, and there's there's, <laughs> there's, uh, there's uh, it reminds me Lucy Beatrix who was on this the show a couple of months ago. She also did a marathon yeah. on on a track. Like, ah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's wild. That's mental. That is absolutely mental. But like, fair play. Like, I I love a loop. I do blooming love a loop. Like, if you follow me on Strava yeah. and people who may be listening who do follow me on Strava, I run like very a lot of similar loops. I like I like the the sort of meditative nature of it and i did do a virtual marathon around this park which was loops but 106 yep. laps of an athletics track i mean we're talking about where your mind goes and you're sort of pushing your mind like we'll come to the 60k but i'm just curious for that like i mean constantly going the same did you get the same direction just the whole, did you nah, do- we, me, me and my mate um uh, my friend kyle which did the, the race with me uh, we were like yeah we need to switch because like uh, what I heard is like it unbalances your hip yeah. if you go one way too much. So we stopped. I think I forgot what lap we stopped, but we went the other way direction as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We still had to, you know we still had to keep in mind that you, know, you know we still have to like we're not going to go the same loop 106 times. Oh my god! I'd have gone crazy. <laughs> oh my god! So then, okay, so you'd logged so you'd log 42 in training. So then the race itself, then like how did that how did that plan out pan out? So you had obviously another what, another 18K to take it up to 60. So this is the great ocean road. I mean, which yep. is, I, I've driven along. It's absolutely beautiful. Okay. Um, yeah, I've, I've spent a bit of time in, in Melbourne back in uh, 2017. Love the great ocean road. Nice. Absolutely stunning. Do you love it? <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I go back, come back in, in a heartbeat. We went to see, you know, the apostles and all that kind of jazz. And yep. yeah, it was, it, was, it was wild. I absolutely loved it. I mean, so... Did you love your 60k ultra there? I mean, how how was that for your first 
first race and, and coming 18th as well. Like, is there, is there a racer there as, as well as someone who enjoys the kind of the suffering and the endurance? Is there, is there, is there the competitive side to you as, as well, Kev? Is that something maybe from, from your days playing, playing football? Um, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I wasn't really looking to I don't know, be, go, you know, I'm going to be podium or top 10 or sort of type thing. I, you know, I did joke about it with my friends, you know, oh, I tried, but I wasn't really being serious about it. I, I just wanted to do this run and just finish it. That was my thing I had back in my mind, I guess, just like, I'm doing the 60K, let me just finish this whole thing. I'm like, I don't really care about the time or what position. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I was like super nervous too, like first ever like official race and it was like 60K. And I was like, this is actually happening. Um, but like it had, like I, like I said, I had a friend that did it with me too from my um, running crew, which is Kyle. So he's, he's been, he done a few races before on his belt. Uh, so it was good to have him next to me, I guess, along, you know, yeah. trying to teach me the ropes of uh, the aid stations and when to, you know, you know, pop a gel or drink water and stuff. So I'm glad I had him next to next to me. But um, midway, he um, just, you know, flew off, I guess. He had a nice really, rhythm and well, I just on my own the whole, uh, I think he left me like 20-something K, I think he left me. Um, I didn't want him to hold back. So I was alone for all of that after that. So, yeah, it was pretty pretty intense because you know first official race 60k so i had to play a lot, a lot of stuff in my mind just to keep myself going i guess what what was wild. what was yeah i mean where 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 does one's mind go for that period of time so your 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 sort of your safety blanket so to speak your buddy had left you at 20k so there's still a fair fair old chunk of the race and you hadn't so he was going to be helping you with when to like pop a gel so you hadn't sort of been practicing any of your kind of nutrition or anything like that prior to the race i, w- I was uh, during training i was okay, i was trying okay. to yeah yeah so i knew a bit about it but like he just during the race time you know everyone says it's a bit different on on the on the race to compared to like you know taking normal gels during like the yeah. long runs and stuff um it's just good to have someone that had experience beforehand so yeah. just telling me when to take it or whenever you feel like it um but yeah um but yeah my mind yeah i don't know my mind was just like was was wild like it just like just trying to finish it like i need to like i know i need to see the finish line and just achieve something i guess incredible you know i didn't want to go home and i guess you know kind of disappoint people like oh 60ks you know i, I didn't do it and i didn't want to i think i stopped because i had a cramp i forgot what distance it was but i had a cramp mm. and i thought this is it like this is it for me but then i was i was just thinking back i'm like you know, I told my parents I was going to do it. I told my friends I was going to do the 60K. Just like, and I'm like in my head, I'm like, I don't want to do this next year and come back and do this. Like, I want to finish it now. Mm. So I just like legit just started walking, walking, and then picked up a jog and then slowly started running again and finding that rhythm. And yeah, so I finished it, which is crazy to this day still finishing at 60k for my first race i I remember like the last five i think it was like last five k i saw kyle because kyle finished um he did i forgot what position but he did pretty good and i saw him and when i saw him i just like he's like go and i just like just lifted like just sprinted to the finish line like i used all my energy just to finish the 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 bloody race but yeah it was was, i just like had to give it everything after like the like last five k's i just like i had to finish it and I'm, yeah, pretty happy with it. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing, man. I and mean, you mentioned your parents there. What, what, what do they make of your kind of uh, your kind of your journey into into the running scene? Yeah, look, they, they still because they they they're not uh, they don't, they weren't born in Australia, so they still you know trying to they're still to a state trying to understand what what I do with my hobby of running stuff. I still I tell them like the races I'm doing and stuff, and they're like you crazy and stuff, you know, like all this stuff. But I think they're, they're, they're kind of like happy because they see me, you know, enjoying this sort of um, running stuff that I'm doing. But um, they they still want to see me like, you know, a race. But I told them like, you know, I'm doing long distance stuff. So you have to wait for me for like a couple of hours. Go, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. W- one day. So hopefully one day they can uh, see me in the finish line. Um, hopefully in a marathon distance. But I think long, long distance, I think they won't wait for me. I love that. It's it's so really good. I suppose within the running kind of community, everyone's everyone knows like the rules. Everyone knows like the parameters of like a marathon is this, uh, an ultra is that, like how, how one spectates and stuff. But, you know, family and friends who, who were slightly not connected to it, like, what you're gonna disappear for 
what a day to like, you know, UTMB, yeah. <laughs> UTMB's just happened. Like, what are you going to go for? What, 30 hours? What, where am I? 30 hours, yeah. Uh, what, where do I, how do I, what? It doesn't make any sense. So, so was running not, has running never been part of your, so that you're, they're not from Australia originally, your parents, where, they, where are they from? Like, is, had, was, had running been part of your family at all, like sort of coming, growing up or anything? Um, no, so there, there were, um, so both my parents um, are from El Salvador, so Central America. Okay. Um, so they both came to Australia when the Civil War was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so they came both in their teen years. Um, but I think I think my mum told me she, in her high school days, she did a bit of track stuff. Okay. Um, but she wasn't feel into it, but she did some track stuff. And uh, my dad played soccer. So that's where I got my soccer sort of hobby is from a dad um and the, i think yeah my mom told me she did a bit of running so uh-huh. i guess there is a bit of a you know athletic sort of family i, I would say okay so there's a little yeah. bit there's yeah. A, yeah there's there's some lineage there we can kind of trace yeah, it. A little bit, yeah. yeah i love that how your, your mum did a bit of track as well El, in El, El Salvador, do you uh, do you or your family do, have you been back there like do you do you have any sort of ties back there at all like or have you just been um, in australia this this whole time no, nah, my, my parents took me there because we still got um, a few uh, family members up in the Salvador. So I went a couple of years, I forgot when I was, during high school, my parents, I went with my mum and my brother and my sister um, just to, you know, catch up and see my actual, like, family over there, which is, it was pretty wild. But, like, yeah, it was it was nice to see, like, when my family, uh, when my, both my parents grew up and, you know, to see, like, a different sort of place um, mm. compared to being in Australia, being, you know, grew up in Australia. So seeing where they were born and raised, it was, it was eye-opening, but it was also beautiful as well. Yeah, I, El Salvador, just, it does look absolutely extraordinarily beautiful. And I'd love to know, like, what the like I have no purchase on what the kind of... Yeah, the, same run, the, run, the running scene is there as well. Like, what the kind of... Uh, the kind of running community is like there. Hey, maybe another podcast for another time. If anyone in El Salvador is listening, in El Salvador, yes, yeah. <laughs> hit me up. Hit me I'll up. I'll be happy to come down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Sort me out. Let's go. Um. So speaking of community, then. So you've kind of been involved in in setting up a a, a community as well. So there is there is this AMPM RC or AMPM Run Club. Um, is that so is that part of up there athletics like what's this what's the story behind this running crew like did, did you set it up like how has it grown like yeah talk us through that um so yeah so i run yeah so i run with a crew called ampm um which is a melbourne based uh, run run crew and club mm-hmm. um they started they started they started in the early like 2010 i'd say i might be might be you know jungle up, but they they started pretty early. Um, okay. It was a a couple couple of dudes that started it. Um, uh, I think it was yeah, uh, Ben Clements and Willix, and there's a few other members I might be missing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I started yeah, so I just started joining the crew uh, when knockdown was kind of ending and it was like trying to you know finishing mm-hmm. in twenty twenty one early twenty one I think that's when I started um, AMPM. Um, I just needed to find, like, I was running alone and stuff, but then I felt like I needed to be running with people. Um, uh, I think a lot of people can relate, you know, sometimes running alone is is good, but sometimes you, you need people around you so you can have a conversation or, mm. you know, get to connect with other people that do the similar um, hobby as you, you know, run in or, you know, you like movies or music or something like that. So that's why I decided I'm like, I need to find a club or crew mm. um, so I can relate to. So uh, I found um, AMP and PM, which is now like, I guess is my family of, of the, on the run crew. And it just, yeah, opened my mind to the, the running community and stuff, which is, which I'm happy for now. Yeah. Like how, cause you're, you're part of the, you're part of the sort of the, the satisfy kind of clan and, you, and you're part of the sort of Arcteryx brand and, you know, you, you, I, I looking at your Instagram now, the kind of more recent stuff, it seems like you've sort of settled on, not settled on, because I don't think a runner ever kind of truly settles, but it feels like you found your home in in trail and in ultra. But was there, was there a journey then post that 60K where you experimented with other distances that actually kind of really compounded the fact that, no, th- this is the distance and this is the kind of discipline that I enjoy the most? Yeah, I think after the 60K, um, it just opened my mind of like doing long distance stuff. But at the same time, I was like, you know, 
I'll let me stick with road for a bit after the 60k. So I was planning to do like Maui Marathon was the next sort of race uh, I was leading up to. So I was doing a bit of road then. Um, but I guess like after the 60 year, I just like and doing a bit of road stuff. I was like, um, uh, like trying to say like road. I guess I can say road was kind of boring me uh, mm. don't want to sound too rude to any road runners out there but huh? i no, feel like it was so good um <laughs> yeah i don't want to be uh like you know ashamed of it but like yeah i feel like it was just too repetitive repetitive for me i guess um i love running to a and b i guess um not into like a, a loop thing so i just like love seeing new scenery and i think road running wasn't doing that for me it wasn't i was again too excited for it um and then i think I'm not so sure when the first time I went on a trail is, but I think that first sort of trial run I did, um, it just blew my mind. I was like, I need it. I need more of this. And this is what I, I love doing. And uh, I feel like after that first sort of trial run I did, I just wanted to get more. Like every weekend, it's like, I want to go out to a different sort of trail. Um, that's how I fell in love with it. Mm, and and you progressed as well. Like you did you did do a marathon. You did do the Melbourne Marathon in in uh, 2021. Um, yep. And then you've done the the Lumberjack Ultra Trail, which is another 50K, 13th place. And then the Mount Macedon 50K Trail Ultra, where you came six. Like there's there's a, a real progression. Like have you, I mean, have you been really sort of knuckling down to really like, is it is it becoming, I suppose, is there a competitive side to it as well now, as well as that kind of enjoyment? Like are you kind of thinking more about sort of performance and becoming more considered in your training as you kind of really find that trail and ultras are the are the ones for you yeah uh, i'm definitely now i've been trying to focus more now i feel like the next race that i'm trying to plan for lead up now is i want to like i'm having a mindset like i want a podium sort of finish now okay. um just i need to perform i guess now um to take it more serious i would say but at the same time still having fun because that's the main thing about you know having fun and enjoying yourself during a race but also having that competitive mindset as well um, you know, having your little plans and, you know, all that stuff. So, but I'm definitely in the next sort of races now is a bit, it's going to be more competitive now for for myself now leading up to it. Um, but also still trying to have fun and just enjoy myself and just to be, you know, part of this trail community and progress and uh, more and more, I guess, where, wherever it's going to take me, I guess. Um, but yeah, just still enjoying it is my main, my main target though. Yeah. And does, does AM, PM, the the rc do they have a trail kind of component to it as well because like my my very brief time in melbourne like i was kind of yeah like along the kind of the gold coast and but mainly in the city and stuff but there's 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 a lot of beautiful trails where you are like does do, does the run club do trail stuff as well as stuff in the city as well do you kind of do do the two things to sort of to pr- provide kind of stuff for, for the trail runners like yourself and road runners uh, yeah, so um, there's there's a, there's a few people, uh, members on the AMPM that um, did trail running before. There was a um, one of the members he came here in Australia um, just to have a visit, and he just joined AMPM. This is when I wasn't in it, but uh, his name is Nick uh, Nick Cuss, uh, which he kind of inspired me for this trail stuff because um, he's from um, Berlin, I would say. Mm-hmm. I think he's Berlin. Also, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, moved out and then my friend Kyle, which was close with uh, Nick, told me about how Nick was this like crazy European trail guy. Like he just loved trails and, you know, he had experience, you know, tra- you know, doing trails over in Europe. Um, when he came to Australia, he was doing all this trail stuff in Australia and Melbourne. Um, and Kyle was doing it with him and he was saying like, he's just like a goat, like a European goat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I, I'm like, I need to meet this guy. And I, I started following him and we had a chat like back and forth and, yeah, he's he's he was like kind of an eye opening, you know, for me, saying like I want to be the next trail guy, uh, trail guy for AM PM. So that's the route I went with, and now everyone in the crew, um, in the community now say I'm like the trail guy now in in the in the community and in the crew as well. How does that um, feel to be so, known as the trail guy? Um, uh, it's still <laughs> it's still like you know I'm I'm no still you know just a runner, but having that trail sort of thing is, 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 I guess, you know, finding my little, it's my passion now, I guess, trails now. I know I find it. Yeah. Just good now. You know, I am the trail guy. Um, mm. but at the same time, it's like, this is who I want to be now. And this is like part of it. And it's like, it's my passion, I guess now. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah. So I kind of love it, uh, you know, when people say, oh, you're the trail guy, you know, give me some, you know, some you know, techniques and stuff. So, but at the same time, I'm still new to the trail world and community. So, you know, I'm still listening to podcasts and, you know, doing readings and reaching out to other trail people out in, you know, overseas and, you know, still talking to Nick as well. Um, and so just, yeah, still learning, but, you know, giving that back to the people, you know, giving back to my, my running crew or even just like regular people that are interested in trail running now. So, um, yeah, so I'm just, just grateful and I guess blessed about it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. It's funny, isn't it? It's like, it just shows you, I suppose that is, that is the moment when, well, maybe it's not the moment, but it's a moment when you sort of realize that you're fully invested in this community is when that, that moment for you go from the person who is seeking the knowledge to the person who's being sort of tapped on the shoulder and asked the questions you know, that, that kind of role reversal of like, oh, okay, I've been in it. Not, I'm not saying, you know, I've been in it long enough to make me the sort of the all-knowing God of trail and God of running or anything like that. But it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm part of this community now where there's people who are sort of just joining it who are now looking to, to me and asking me questions. It's sort of a transitionary kind of uh, sort of period to be going through. I just, I don't know. I've sort of found that recently myself with other people who've just sort of started taking up running. And again, I'm, I'm caveating all of this by saying I'm by no means a fountain of all knowledge. And, you know, I defer yeah. to the many people I've spoken to on, on this podcast, but it's a, it's a bit of a, uh, a moment to sort of check in and be like, oh, okay, right. Yeah. No, I am. I am invested in this community. It means a lot to me and I've been in it for a long period of time now. And it's, yeah, it's time to almost start contributing to it maybe is what i'm trying to articulate mm. like do you, do you feel like that's sort of where you are now with it a little bit now yeah 100 percent. now uh, yeah um i feel like i need to do something to give it back to the community or people now um and i'll, I'll you know i'm gonna enjoy i enjoy it you know giving feed, you know feedback or you know taking people out to runs um you know people you know always ask me about it like oh it's amazing, like amazing stuff they're doing that your runs are doing. It looks, you know, beautiful. And, you know, you know, can you like take me a lot? Let's organize a run and stuff. So, um, I, I don't know. I just like, yeah, I feel like now it's time to like give it back to the people, I guess, um, and just make them enjoy it too and see how I feel when I'm out on the trails. Um, but yeah, it's, I definitely want to, you know, take out people to the trails and see, um you know what trail running is about um because i feel like when you say you know let's go for a run people are like oh you know road running and stuff but if you say trail running they'll be like oh what is trail running and then you kind of explain to them and then they kind of be interested to it so yeah okay so how how would you so, so you've got to try and sell it to someone who's like what you got you're gonna we're gonna go what we're gonna go running up and down we're going to go running up and down hills. We're going to be outdoors. We're going to be on, on our feet for over an hour. Like what, what, what's the kind of sell to people who you're kind of, you know, maybe trying to convince to sort of take on the trails for the, for the first time. I would say, look, uh, trail running is not always, you know, running. It's not always, you know, fast pace or, you know, checking and watch. Oh my God, we're going super slow. Um, I feel like trail running, how I see it now, it's not always about, you know, going fast or checking your checking your pace it's more just you know trying to find the rhythm and um i guess being patient in the trails like you're not going to be running the full you know hours or you know one hour or the whole time compared to road running where you're actually like you know actually running the whole thing you are gonna you know sit back and do a jog or you know walk in up hills or you know walk some down hills or you know a bit of a bush bashing as well so you're not always running so i feel like that's I main thing to tell people is like it's it's fine like walking is okay for trials like this is this is what it is you know sometimes you have to walk sometimes you have to jog not always run it um also you know you eat a lot of good food as well you know you eat solid foods you're not always eating gels and stuff mm. so you know sometimes i eat my peanut butter jelly you know have some nuts have some fruit you know have some you know red bull or something or so i always tell them that you can always eat while you're you know walking and stuff or you know you can just settle down you know sit down or you know, have a little lunch, have a little meal. So I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, you know, it's a little, little picnic or a yeah. little, little walk or something. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, sometimes I do eat while I'm running too. But, you know, if it's a you, you sort of like people into trials, you know, you know, let's take a seat, you know, like, or we go up to the top of a peak and, you know, let's just like, you know, let's settle down and 
have someone to a you know get some energy and then like, or, like just run it back down um so i feel like when i tell people that people will get super interested like okay let's do this and you know also just like being out in in nature i guess um and you know being uh, i think when we see trails you know we see like you know europe um you know the us and all that stuff it's you know the trails out there but uh, okay, I feel like Australia in general, not much people have seen or seen the nature stuff. So that's the reason, other reason why I, you know, chose trails because I want to, you know, you know, share a story, I guess, to the people overseas, you know, we have like beautiful nature and trail, you know, trail strips and stuff. So mm. that's another main reason too. A compelling argument. And I always think of that as well. I always think like the trail people are laughing at us roadrunners when it comes to nutrition. Like you yeah. got, you beat us hands down for like when I'm, you know, g- sort of gulping down yet another kind of like horrible kind of the consistency of snot gel, like at max effort and it, like hating every single second of it. Like no, no one eats a gel, no roadrunner eats gel. I'm, I'm saying this now and says, oh, that was delicious. And I feel like, yeah. I feel like trail runners. Yeah. You've got, you've got your trail mix. You've got, so, I mean, you can, you've got proper food basically. And yeah, you've got 100%. the time to actually sit down or walk and like actually sort of eat it and digest it in a sort of sensible, sensible way. And, and the views as well. And I feel like, yeah, everyone knows, everyone knows Boulder and everyone obviously knows, you know, Chamonix, Jesus, this weekend. Yeah. We're recording yeah, this at the. Yeah, especially this weekend. <laughs> everyone knows about that. But like, I feel like Australia, yeah, like, I feel like it needs a little bit more love. Well, maybe from an outsider's point of view, like from my time in Melbourne, like, I definitely didn't venture onto the trails because I had like the fear struck into me because of the, the flora and fauna, the wildlife in Australia that perhaps uh can can take you out it was it was slightly like hammered into me to to the point where it almost like completely put me off venturing out onto any any trails in case i was going to have like a i don't know a, a certain snake chomp at my ankles or a giant <laughs> spider jump on my back or 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 whatever is that was that a bit over the top that person's particular advice to me is it is it is it all right or do you need to kind of keep your wits about you on the trails in australia no, no, that's that's definitely uh just someone just you know <laughs> being too cautious out here uh, the trails are not like that everyone um but, uh, there's no there's no you know big spiders or you know snakes everywhere or stuff like that um there's snakes but you know they're not everywhere i'd say um especially during winter season in in australia is is probably the best time to go at trails it's like the most beautiful during summer you still have to be cautious because yes there is snakes out here but um you just have to be cautious during summertime, I guess, you know, look, always look down. Um, but spiders, there's, there's no, there's nothing, nothing's going to kill you. You know, it's, it's fine. It's, it's like, it's just trails. <laughs> so if you, if you know to, to, to watch out and stuff, you should be fine. Um, but there's no, you know, killer, you know, killer koalas or killer kangaroos out there. You know, it's, it's, you're, you're, you're fine. <laughs> Uh, I, 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 you know, yeah, the, the sort of the, the lazy stereotypes, I'm just sounding more and more like a just sort of lazy pom. Um, the, the longer I, the longer I go on, it was a, only we we stayed at this Airbnb when we were staying on the Gold Coast, and there was this sort of like laminated, um, sort of bit of you know when you arrive at an Airbnb and it's like yeah. oh, the, the towels are here and you know there's some milk in the fridge and, and whatever. And this um, Airbnb, maybe they'd had a particularly nasty experience with a previous guest or whatever, and in sort of like block kind of capital red letters, it sort of said at the top of this laminated bit of A4 paper, it was like. I'm not going to do the accent because I'm conscious I am speaking to an Australian at the other end of this phone. It was like, do not go out. Don't run on the trails. Don't come off the path. There are poisonous um, snakes out here. You are out in the wild. We might not be able to get to you. And it was like, oh, oh, man. So I I don't know. I don't know whether he'd had a, a, he probably had a very silly guess that probably had maybe had a bit of an overreaction. I don't know. But you've, you've inspired me. I'm going back and I'm I'm running into I'm running into the bush. I'm I'm gonna go and hug a koala. It's 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 all happening. But in terms yeah. of uh, oh, <laughs> it's 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 beautiful, trust me. Like um if if you're like an outsider from like overseas and stuff and you come down here, like you'll you'll definitely see kangaroos, koalas, like all those like wombats, all those Australian animals. Like I come across that every trail run. Uh, oh. I come across kangaroos, wombats, every run I do. And it's crazy because they just look at you and you get closer and they just walk off. Mm. But um, it's it's beautiful to see like, you know, nature like out there, you know, 
you're not alone, I guess. There, there is like creatures out there, you know, that's their home. Um, and you, you're just pretty much, you know, a visitor yeah, to their, their place. And, you know, you just don't disturb them. That, that's, that's my thing. You just like, you know, if they're in the middle of the path, you know, just sit back and just, you know, watch them and then they will just slowly, you know, move on. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's beautiful. Uh, what I find, it's, it's amazing to see and it's eye-opening, I guess, seeing these beautiful creatures out there, you know, like right in front of you uh, where you, you know, where you're running. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 a beautiful sight. Yeah, I love that. You're right. It is it's such a privilege, I think, and it is kind of almost yeah, humbling and puts you kind of um, yeah, into perspective of your kind of you're sharing this space with these these creatures. So yeah, respect and, and look after it, and also yeah, take them in. I mean, yeah, extraordinary. I remember seeing some kangaroos up close when we were there, and it was yeah, they're, they're so yeah, incredible, yeah, big, <laughs> big, like and stacked, like ripped, yeah, really. Very stacked. <laughs> really like they've definitely not been skipping um all the the white sessions i mean incredible incredible animals like but in terms of you and in terms of challenges and in terms of pushing yourself further i mean that's kind of where this conversation kind of kicked mm. off was the kind of the fascination of going further mentally and and physically and obviously yeah utmb's just just happened i mean are there are there challenges are there challenges for you that you'd like to take on races distances like are there are there yeah, other directions you'd yeah. like to push yourself? Yeah, next like next set of goals I have at the moment that I've written down, that I already have plans for the next year, races that I want to undertake. Um, so next year, I definitely want to do 100Ks. So that's my number mm-hmm. one goal I have for next year. Mm-hmm. Um, still planning on what race I want to do, uh, do the 100Ks. But that's like my number one thing I wrote down start of the year. It's like 100Ks next year is my number one goal. Um, but after the 100Ks, I think, yeah, I need to try to look how long, like what is my next sort of distance after the 100Ks. Um, I might do just a, a couple more 100Ks to feel comfortable. And then, you know, that's when I could do like the crazy sort of stuff as, you know, UTMB or there's other like water races, you know, like two, you know, 250Ks and stuff. So at the moment, I think 100Ks is my limit for now. Um, I think later on, hopefully I can find that sort of rhythm and get a bit more longer and hopefully, you know, do the 30 hour ones and you know, 40 hours sort of runs. Um, mm. So yeah, my goal is to go further um, with my runs. Yeah. So I'm definitely not going to be stopping into like a certain limit. It's uh, I'm trying to push myself to see where, where I can go. I feel like I'm going to have a conversation with you a year from now and it's <laughs> going to be, and I don't doubt it for a second. Like there's, there's real, in, I mean, I mean, you can't be more sort of uh, in terms of a statement of intent, with starting with a, a a marathon on a track and then doing a 60k for your first race like that is a that is a statement of intent and i don't doubt for a second that you're going to be pushing further and 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 going longer i mean are there are there particular races like that you you're kind of enamored by i mean i, I know you're kind of part of the the satisfy kind of collective the 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 running cult and whenever i think of satisfy i think of like the speed project like it is would is something like that like appealing to you or like or like utmb or like barclay marathons are there like iconic races that you sort of like to take a swing at yeah there's a, there's a couple i really i really want to do um in the future and hopefully i can get in or get a spot um uh, like yeah utmb it's what would be amazing at would be amazing like race and event to be at and to just to join um also i've got so much top of my head i really want to do um just because <laughs> there's there's like in australia there's a few there's a few cool races out here but like i guess if you want to explore like seeing all that stuff you had to go overseas to do all those races like utmb and there's um other like bigger ones events out in you know in the states or in europe mm-hmm. um that's when you have to like trying to figure out like which one to do and which one suits you sort of stuff. But like, I definitely want to take this, like my path of running um, overseas as well, just to explore and see what this whole big hype about is, um, you know, you know, the, the landmarks in Europe or the trails in Europe, or even like, you know, the States and like the trail stuff in Boulder, or, you know, up in you know Texas or whatever. So mm. just want to explore myself and visit other terrains and, you know, see where, I can lead up to, I guess, or, you know, be at. Amazing. And I mean, like for people listening who are like, oh, okay. Well, maybe they've like, okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I know Europe. Okay. Yeah. Boulder. Great, great, great. But Australia, like, are there any, 
Are there any races that you know of in Australia that you can like recommend to people that are worth maybe taking the trip, like from the sort of trail ultra point of view that I know you're in winter at the moment, like are there, yeah. are there any kind of juicy races coming up in the, in the winter calendar or, or as you move into your summer? Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, it's a funny thing. In during winter season in Australia, for everyone that's listening, um, there isn't any much races um, during this winter season, which is, is a shame. Because um, I just started doing snow running in Australia. Oh, cool. um, yes, there is snow. There is snow in Australia. It's not always <laughs> hot or, or kangaroos everywhere. Uh, there does snow over here. Um, so during winter season, um, yeah, there's not much ra- races in Melbourne, in particular, too, or anywhere else. Um, which is a shame because like, I feel like in Europe, there's you know when there's still snow, that people are still running um, in in winter. But in Melbourne, there's not much. It's just like there's a gap between races so usually the races start during the start of the year so in like the spring and summertime mm-hmm. um so you got a couple in that um summer period of start of the year you got ut uta which is ultra trail australia which is hold up in the blue mountains in sydney mm-hmm. um so they do yeah they do like a big like 50 and 100k race um also the next one is in is in the high country in melbourne victoria which is called the uh, buffalo stampede Okay. Um, so you run along the Alps and the high country along Victoria. Wow. Um, for that one, there's like 50, 100 Ks as well, which is, is a beautiful race, like amazing views. Um, and there's also like the little ones that are, I've, I've been doing um, to start off, you know, the Lumberjack one, which is the Warburton Festival. It's out in uh, Victoria too in Melbourne. Um, the Mount Macedon one too. Um, there's also... There's a, the race that happened just today too that I was meant to go on, but unfortunately I had to pull out just because I wasn't feeling 100%, which is called the Wonderland. That was out in the Grampians in Victoria, which is a beautiful landmark, like volcanic sort of landmark. Mm. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's a couple. There's a lot of races during this like lead up to spring and summer time, but in winter there's nothing. And I feel like that's the now the plan for next year. During winter season, Australia, I need to go overseas and just do more races then. Well, I mean, I mean, they sound like there's a there's a, a nice selection for people who are potentially interested in venturing to Australia. But yeah, it sounds like you're also going to be uh, you're going to be jumping on a plane as well and and going on a and going, on a going on a bit of a world tour. And I I, I don't don't doubt it for for a second. And I'm, I'm sure yeah, 50k's will be will be second nature, and it'll be 100k's and and further and further and, and longer and uh, and uh, and more kind of intense, but. To sort of wrap this conversation up then, to sort of kind of go over your whole kind of um, your running journey so far, and it's it's a relatively new running journey, but that doesn't mean that you haven't had a lot of experiences and, and lessons during that process. I mean, like kind of looking over it, have there been any particular kind of failures that you've had as a as a runner and that have taught you something kind of going forward that you'd like to take this opportunity to share with the listeners? Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very hard one. Uh, this question, I was trying to think the whole time about it. Um, uh, failures, uh, like I guess, like you know, don't beat yourself up if you, you know, um, you know, you don't, you know, do like a certain like workout or you don't get your certain time, st- stuff like that, or position. Um, just like example, like Mallow Marathon, I was trying to plan to get that sub three, but unfortunately, um, I cramped um, during like the thirty-two k mark and. I was heading to get that sub three, but unfortunately I didn't. And it, you know, it's not end of the world. Like it, there's no point of, you know, beating yourself up or, you know, being upset about it. There's always a next race or next marathon or, or whatever. And then I guess, you know, you'll, you'll look back at it and see where your mistake was. And then I guess you'll learn from that. So during my first sort of marathon now, I understand the whole marathon sort of distance and, you know, like where to, you know, take a gel or, where to take the water and stuff like that. So now coming to this marathon coming up, I think I have a good sort of knowledge on stuff, you know, where to do the right thing. But yeah, definitely don't beat yourself up. I think that's the one thing. Like do not give up or do not, you know, be sad about it. It's there's always a next race, you know. Mm. And the next race could be the one that you be approve of or, you know, of the the race that you, you know didn't perform well. But it's it's no 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 point of being, you know, upset or you know, thinking that you you failed at something because like we're all humans end of the day so we're you know it's gonna happen yeah love that man i love that yeah don't beat yourself up god we're runners are so guilty of that because it is 
you know, you were talking earlier about sort of it running being a, a solitary thing and then you find find a group and stuff like that. Like, I suppose that's a really good thing of being part of a, a group or a community is you can kind mm. of almost cancel out that sort of, that sort of the the devil on your shoulder that can sometimes be that person beating you up when you don't hit the splits or the race doesn't go as as well. But ultimately, it just it just doesn't doesn't achieve a, a, anything mm. and can be so sort of um, deflating and uh, just not necessary. You mentioned marathon though. Is yeah. there is there a marathon coming up that you're working? Yeah, towards? so the the, the Mel marathon's five weeks from now. So that's what I'm leading, I'm training for now. Um, okay. Hopefully, hopefully I can get that sub free and I guess hang my i guess you know at soccer terms hang my boots but hang my carbon plated <laughs> running shoe on the rack and just focus more on the trail stuff because that's the really the real sort of thing i want to do and my passion about it um you know i still have, i love road running i still do it as my you know recovery runs and you know with my group runs or you know running for may or if any of my friends want to start running i'll happily join in you know it's not end of road running but just from now taking it serious is more just the trail mm. stuff because I just, I just, I don't know. I love trails. Like it's, it's my passion now. And like, I just, you know, I want to move out to the high country and like run up mountains every day. That's my I goal. Love that. <laughs> I uh, love but that. yeah, so definitely. Yeah. But yeah, definitely. Uh, that's what, that's what I do to get that stuff free, hang my carbon plated shoes <laughs> and just, you know, stick with the, the beautiful trails out there and, you know, trying to tell stories to everyone. And I guess, you know, and then share it to everyone too that wants to join in so i love yeah. that i love that I, I can totally relate to you as well about the sub three <laughs> thing because like i'm very much on that very similar journey to yourself um of, of wanting to get that sub three thing but almost to a point where it's like it's just a thing that i need to do like it's not like mm. a it's weird it's a weird relationship just something that's so arbitrary like and ultimately something that only really matters to you as an individual like i imagine your yeah. friends weren't like oh my god i can't believe you didn't get the sub three like it ca it cares yeah. the, it means the most to you like it's weird isn't it like yeah it is weird <laughs> you couldn't let you couldn't let it go though could you like could you no yeah what is that no, like i it's just it's, i don't know because everyone's saying it's, like even i've pinched myself too it's like surely you can do it like you've done ultras already you've done these long distance stuff like you run up mountains, you know, elevations up to like 2,000, 3,000 elevation. But the sub three is like still hanging on around your head. It's like, surely it's like a flat course. It's not on trails, which is like, you know, it's hills and stuff. But I don't know. I, I feel like I just need to do it. It's like a tick that I need to like tick, I guess. Like that marathon is like, that's it, done and dusted. Yeah. Um, and fingers crossed I do get it this year in this marathon. Um, I'll be over the moon if I get it. If not, you know, I'll don't just try, you know. There's no point in me trying next year. I'll just I'll just focus on trail stuff and hopefully I get it one day when I feel like doing another yeah. uh, marathon on the road. Well, don't don't beat yourself up, you know. To, no, exactly right. That's that's <laughs> it. That's what I'm saying. I won't beat myself up. I'll just try it another time. It will come when the time is right. Like I feel, but it's oh god, it's so easy to say because I'd be I'm I'm doing Valencia <laughs> in December. Um, I don't oh, know. Whether, nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, I don't know whether I've said this on that. Well, there you go, listeners. They exclusive. Yes, yeah, I can hear people <laughs> screaming in anticipation. Um, and it's the same thing of like it's so easy for me to say to other people of like, yeah, you know, it'll come, it'll be da da da. But I I can relate to that. But I'm also at that point where I just kind of want to do it. Yeah, hang up, hang up the vapor fly. Just, just say. <laughs> say hang goodbye <laughs> hang them up just put the morton to one side and just get the get the enjoyment i've been yeah find the enjoyment i've been doing a lot of track this summer and i've been really enjoying the kind that's of that's nice yeah the the sort of yeah the wholesomeness of kind of grassroots kind of local athletic kind of track meets yep. have been a lot of a lot of fun well I wish you all the success, whatever it may be for the Melbourne Marathon. Yeah. And, and if it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter because you are wildly passionate about the scene and the space and you will find joy in whatever kind of race, distance or discipline you uh, you find yourself in. And you answered that question brilliantly. And there's there's one more expansive yep. question that I traditionally put to, to my guests. Um, and I'm always interested to see um, how they interpret this, but... From your experience or from perhaps things that other runners have shared with you, are there any are there any myths out there that you'd like to take uh, this opportunity to to debunk? Yeah, there's another myth I was trying to think. Um, I think my myth 
some people may can disagree. Sorry if um, you do disagree with me, but I think <laughs> this is my myth, and I tell people you don't need you don't need music while running. Um, that is my myth. Um, I feel like that. Puts I feel people you. Off I love it. Running. Um, I used to do it. Don't don't get me wrong. I'm not a person judge, but I used to do it, and I felt like it wasn't working. Like after I stopped listening to music, I felt better running. Um, while I was listening to music, um, so I feel like a lot of people was like, "No, nah, I need to run. I need to run with music and stuff." I was like, "Just try it. Run without music. You'll actually stop listening to music." Um, that happened to me, and I, uh, one of my friends said, "You know, he doesn't do it." And I was like, "Let me try it." I done it for like a week, and then I just didn't need music anymore. And to this day, still, like when I go for my long training, um, you know, out the trails, like four, four, four or five hours, no music, nothing at all, just me listen to my breathing footsteps and just nature mm. um and that's that's what i love about it about yeah you definitely don't need music um don't you know don't it's not into the world like oh damn i'm not gonna run today because my phone is dead or my ipod is dead um or you're you know it's not you just go out there for a run just listen it's good to hear the way that you breathe and the footsteps too it's just it's a good rhythm i mm. feel like yeah yeah, so I definitely you don't need music. <laughs> uh, and and hey, that, that might be a controversial opinion. It might be, yeah, but I I, I, I'm going to uh, listeners. I'm I'm backing. I'm standing by Kev in that opinion. I and I was the same. I was. I remember like early two thousands going out with like iPod two or something yep. with like twos, yeah. <laughs> with like a wired headphone thing that would get caught and it would just suddenly rip the headphones out of your out of your ear listening to that. Was it the LCD sound system like mix that they did for Nike? Um, that yeah. he, he did. Four, he was like, four, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, it was like a mix for like design to, for the optimum mix to listen to whilst running. And I, I'm pretty sure he came out and said that that was absolute nonsense and that it hadn't been. <laughs> but I remember listening to that and being like, oh no, I need it, I need it, I need it, I need it. And you don't, uh, listeners. No, you don't. I'm 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 with I'm with Kevin on this one. You you really trust don't me, trust me, guys. Don't don't you, you can shoot on my DMs and we can argue about it. But um, I feel like you, you yeah you shouldn't need it. I feel like you can perform well. Just listen to your rhythm. Um, and mm. you know you can just listen to you play music on your head. You know, just have that one sort of music repeat in your head and you should be fine. Yeah, you don't need music. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, listeners. I'll I'll put uh I'll put Kev's uh, Instagram handle in if you do if you feel really strongly and you want to jump in his <laughs> uh, his DMs and uh, and take it on. But um, that feels like a, a really lovely note to uh, to end our our conversation on. Kevin, thank you so much. I appreciate your. It's it's late now where you are, so thank you for for joining me from Australia and for for bringing such a, a brilliant guest on the big room. Nah, no worries. Thank you, Danny. Like, yeah, appreciate it for having having me on this in this podcast and I guess being part of this running culture community and the people that you had on, which I looked up to. And I guess now people can listen to my story and hopefully they get inspired and hit the trails and come down to Australia and join me. A big thank you to Kevin. You can find out more about Up There AMPM in today's show notes. And all the best for the Melbourne Marathon, Kevin. And yes, like I said in the episode, all being well, I'll be doing Valencia at the end of the year as well. I'm really looking forward to it. Anyone else who is listening to this episode, who listens to the show, who's doing Valencia, let me know on Instagram at the Big Run. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I hope if you are training for the slew of autumn marathons that are very quickly approaching. I hope it's going well and I'll see you next week for the big rum. <laughs>